I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Put your seatbelt on. We've got a lot of stuff to discuss. There's a lot going on with the market. It did a lot today on Monday, and it also did something on Friday, which is extremely important. So we're going to cover the whole gamut, everything we need to know about both sides of the potential of the market, both the north and the south side. Before we get rolling, let me first thank everybody for posting, making comments underneath the video each and every night. I love the interaction. I love the banter back and forth. In addition, please hit the thumbs up button on the video and also share the video with anybody you think can benefit from this information. I think the best way to start is kind of review where we were overnight in the futures, how we opened today, and what happened today, and then we're also going to circle back to Friday. But let me do this first. So overnight, the futures are trading higher. Looks like everything's bullish. We had a bullish day on Friday. Looks like follow through to the naked eye. That's garden variety market behavior. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing unusual about that. Remember, all along, the market's bullish. There's nothing wrong with the market. We had a tremendous day on Friday with a very, very good close. We were down earlier. We filled a gap. We basically finished near the highs, and we finished at an important number. Again, we'll talk about that in a moment because that relates to the weekly chart. In fact, that's the 280.40 you see on the trend line. We closed at 280.41. There, I gave it away. I couldn't resist myself. But either way, the market is going along. It's in an uptrend. We're above all the moving averages. We're going back and forth. We're going sideways. Nothing is technically wrong with this market. This morning, the market opens up and we have a gap and crap. Now we're cooking. So here we have the gap higher opening and we have the crap. So this is a 10-minute chart. And first order of businesses, we see the 280.40. So when we came down to fill the gap, we came down a little lower, but you can see the market made one single attempt in one 10-minute candle to rally back to or above that 280.40 area, failed. That was telling us lower prices were coming. And you see what's also interesting is the next area is 279.14. We'll get to that in a moment. That's another area where the market found support. We went down to 279.12 found support for a couple of minutes, and then they gave up the ghost again. So that was a reversal underway. When important areas get cut through like a hot knife through butter on the way back down, that's telling you, at least for that point in time, in real time, the market is reversing. Don't step in front of the freight train. Remember, the market's always got a destination in mind, The market always has a destination whether we're looking at it from a very short-term perspective or we expand and we're looking at it from a longer-term perspective. We've been talking about a destination on the upside as it relates to the larger picture, the daily chart, the weekly chart. We've been talking destination that we haven't got there yet. Well, did we reverse? Was today the destination and then the reversal? We'll get to that in a moment. That's what it looked like early on. If we flip over to an hourly chart, what we see is rather interesting. So we have this 100-day moving average. Now, we discussed this on Thursday's episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. 
Not the 100 in particular as much, but this general zone. So look where this general zone is. Look where we made the low today. So the low is made right here, right around 277. Give or take, we'll say right around 277. So if we go back to the daily chart to just get some perspective, where is that general area? Well, it's the bottom end of the range, not quite to the bottom end of the range, but it's near the bottom end of the range. The bottom end of the range would have been down here, just above the 20 period moving average. But you can see that the market never got to the bottom end of the range. That's important, but also that the bottom end of the range was always going to be, at least from an intraday perspective, typically supportive of the market. Now, let's discuss something way more important where we close the day. It's always important where the market closes, bar none. The closing price, we can generally learn something from. Not every day, but generally we can learn something from the closing price more so than we can from all the trading that goes on during the day. Let me show you an example of why. Today, 279.14 was closed above. We were trading below that for quite some time. Let's go back down to a 10-minute chart, and you'll see anything below this 279.14 area was the market trading below that, and we rallied back at the end of the day to close above that number. That's important. I don't care what anybody says. We've been watching 279.14 for how many days? We closed below it one time. We ran right back up on Friday and closed above another important number. While we're on the subject, let's go over to the weekly chart and remember the weekly number. So we're looking at this breakdown candle high. The high is 280.40. So where did we close the week? 280.42. So if I move it over, last week's close, 280.42. We closed above that breakdown candle high by two pennies and then had a gap in crap today. But rally back at the buzzer to close above 279.14. As a refresher, why is 279.14 important? That was that closing number that we broke out from the closing price, 279.14. That's proven important time and time again. We continue to respect the importance of 279.14 until it's no longer important. I think today was evidence it's important. Again, it could be off by pennies, but it's the general concept of it has to be important. Look what happened to the market at the end of the day. That's a bullish sign, not a bearish sign. That's our bogey. That's our pivot. 279.14. Close below. The bears are in control. Remain above. Bulls remain in control. They maintain control of the market. We're in the uptrend. Pretty slick stuff. What about my favorite market leading indicator, the IWM? So the IWM did show weakness earlier in the day. So it was leading the market, certainly on the downside. Finished down about 1%. The spider was down a little less than half of 1%. So certainly was a market leader on the downside. But is it going to fall apart and collapse and lead the markets lower? Well, we don't know yet, but still... The uptrend has not been broken. We're above all the moving average except we maintain trading around the 200 period moving average. But there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing technically wrong with or bearish about trading in and around the 200 period moving average because 
we can easily make the case that the market's winding up, eating time off the clock, letting home base creep back up to price, and winding up to make another push higher. Absolutely can make that case. There's nothing bearish from a visual perspective in the IWM. When you look at the 10-minute chart of the IWM, while we didn't really need or it didn't have apparently have the need for a run-up at the end of the day, similar to the spider, however, looks like it's building energy to make another push higher into these moving averages, which brings it higher a little bit. This is intraday stuff. It's not a lot farther away from where we are, but that's the intraday pattern that's been left at close. Anything on the hourly chart with the IWM? Not so much. I can easily make a case both ways. Can make a case it's going sideways to go lower. Can make a case on a micro scale that it's going to push higher into those moving averages off this bottom. A little bit of a breakup candle. Build some energy. Run higher again. Can make the case either way. The first one was basically from the down move saying, hey, this is a down move. Bearish wedge pattern. Another down move coming. So when you can do that and build a case either way, there's nothing there that's really tradable. So what do you do? You don't do anything with it. How about the transports? Over in the transportation department, we did have something interesting happen today. And you already noticed, and I left this trend line up that I said I would last week, and you'll see where the high of the day today, the high of the day was the underside of that trend line. So that's interesting. Will the transports be a canary in the coal mine? It's interesting. We don't know yet, but it's not bullish. It's bearish so far. So we need more. If they recapture the top side of that trend line, higher prices are coming. That's fine. But right now, that is resistance. Again, pretty slick, isn't it? What is the tech sector telling us? The folks over in Silicon Valley in the queues, are they telling us anything the Q's finished down 14 cents. It was much lower earlier, but look at the recovery. Is that bullish or bearish? Well, it's certainly not bearish. Nothing technically wrong with the Q's. It's in an uptrend, and until and unless they break below and start closing below these moving averages, it's still in an uptrend. Similar story in the XLF. When we look at the financial sector, test of the 20-period moving average, sandwiched in between the 200 and the 20 period moving average but is there technically anything wrong with this market no there's not if we start going lower that changes the story right now it was just down one half of one percent or 13 cents nothing more nothing less a good proxy for the tech sector in an uptrend nothing wrong whatsoever with the smh down one quarter of one percent 28 cents there's nothing we can derive out of this information. I want to circle back to the S&P 500. So I want to explain, and again, you're going to go into my mind for a little bit here, so put on your hard hat. It's a little bit dangerous in there, but I want to explain the way I look at the market. So we have a breakdown candle high, and we closed above that high by two pennies, and we really had a tough time getting there. It was a back and forth week for the most part, but at the end of the week, they get there, by two cents and they close above Friday afternoon by two pennies when nobody's looking now most people wouldn't notice that and it's not noticeable to most people but I notice it and I think it's important and I think it's more important than most people realize so that's why I'm not so anxious right now 
to look at the downside of the market until proven otherwise. And that's fine when that happens. So I'm using the daily close below that important level of 279.14 as the first clue on the daily chart. But when looking at the weekly chart, I think it's more important than most people would normally realize or even believe in that close by two pennies. It's not an accident. It's not a coincidence. It can be a trick, trap, fool, and frustrate, but I don't think so. So at the end of the day, on the daily chart, the $64,000 question is, was this a reversal or not? And the answer is, as far as I'm concerned, no. How about a twist for a second? We'll look over in the gold market. Gold should be into a decent amount of support right here. And also, and you know how I feel about time and price. Time is more important than price. And when time matches up with price, you generally have a trade on your hands. So traders that have taken the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader will recognize that time is coming into an important price area. So for gold, it will be interesting to see what happens going forward. We'll just leave it at that. And crude oil is still bullish. We're just going sideways and you can see what happens. We're riding the 20 period moving average. And once we can get above, close above convincingly, the 100 period moving average will likely have another leg to the upside. It should be coming sooner than later. So let's look at the big picture here and just look at some of the piece parts, some of the puzzle that's on the table. Interesting day in the S&P 500. We have a gap in crap and we rally back to close above an important number at the end of the day. That's bullish, not bearish. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. On the weekly chart, we have an important close on Friday based on the weekly chart in the S&P 500, or at least the spider for that matter. That's bullish, not bearish. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. The IWM has a down day, leading the markets lower. That's bearish, not bullish, but we're riding the 200 period moving average. The 20 sloping up. It's home base. We haven't even touched it. The trend is up. Is there anything technically wrong? No. Can it come a little bit lower? Sure, but it's not bearish. It's not indicating any kind of trouble on the horizon whatsoever. It's a bullish pattern that could be building energy to go higher. Come below the 20 period moving average, close daily below there once, twice, and the story changes, but that's not the case today, so it's not bearish. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. How about the VIX? We had a nice spike earlier in the VIX to a high level to about 17, but it fell back quite precipitously below all the moving averages. There's nothing bullish on this chart. Bullish for the VIX would mean bearish for the stock market. It was an up day, up almost 8% for the VIX. But when you look at the daily chart, it's just an up day below all the moving averages in a downtrend going sideways. That's what the daily chart is telling us today. We had a spike, but was rejected, fell back down. Transports, puzzle piece, bearish, not bullish. We have to get back above that trend line. That would be a recapture. That would be bullish until and unless that happens, the transports could be a canary in the coal mine. It's bearish, not bullish. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. Cues, bullish, not bearish. Just going sideways above all the moving averages. And by the way, closed above Friday's close. Is that bullish or bearish? That's bullish. 
It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. Financials, down about half a percent, 17 cents, sandwiched in between the 20 and the 200. It's going sideways. Is it bullish or bearish? It's neither, really. It's agnostic. It's not bearish, but certainly we can be into resistance. So there's nothing definitive here one way or the other. It's not really a puzzle piece. It would be if it was bearish. For me, would have to get below on a daily chart, close below 25.88 to get bearish in the XLF. Another puzzle piece, nothing wrong with the SMH. It's not bearish. It's no more bullish than it was on Friday or Thursday. Well, pardon me, it is more bullish than it was on Thursday, but it's about the same as it was on Friday. It's in an uptrend, nothing wrong. It's a puzzle piece, it's on the table. So you can see we've got more puzzle pieces on the bullish side of the ledger than we do on the bearish side. Looking at both sides of the market, you see where we're going here. When the story changes, the ledger changes. And that's the way you have to look at the market. One step at a time, one chart at a time, one candlestick at a time. And with that, folks, I'm going to give it a wrap here. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. And please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.